This is The Current Noise. I'm Francis Watts. The Current Noise. Top stories for today. A New York public school tried to do a fun thing last week when they invited baseball legends Mark McGuire and Rafael Palmero to be substitute teachers for a day. It did not go well. Students recorded on their phones erratic behavior by the baseball legends. Here's audio of Mark McGuire refusing to teach a U.S. history class. I'm not here to talk about the past. They moved him to a math class where the subject was negative numbers, to which he responded, I'm here to talk about the positive and not the negative. Lastly, it didn't go much better for Rafael Pomero, who opened up his 11th grade English class by shouting, Let me start by telling you this. I have never used steroids, period. The school has released a statement saying, We will never be doing this again. Smoking is now the number one cool thing to do, according to a study by UNC Wilmington. It states that smoking has become so uncool and unpopular, it's worked its way back to being cool again, with what the study calls triple STs, or street smart street toughs, and also anyone who refers to anyone older than them as pops. Singer-songwriter Sufjan Stevens is embarking on a brand new project. He's abandoned his one album for every state project and gone to something a little more challenging. He's making one album for every element in the periodic table. States got super boring really fast, Sufjan Stevens said. It's gonna take a while, but we're gonna get there. Look for his first album, Raise Your Arms to the First Element, Hydrogen. Finally, there will be no March 30th this March, on account of day savings time. We're getting rid of that Friday, so we can have an extra one in December. Those are today's top stories. So for our next segment, we look to the past, the origin of a game-changer restaurant, today on The Past Noise. The Past Noise. Our story begins in the year 1969. Some people call that the summer of love, but they would be wrong because that was 1967. Some call it the year of the pitcher, but they would also be wrong because that was 1968. Anyway, a restaurateur named Dave had just opened Dave's Restaurant. His food was great, but there was one problem. His restaurant was very boring. The biggest complaint? He didn't have any games. Meanwhile, a few miles away, a man named Buster had a different problem. His business, Buster's Games, had amazing games but terrible, terrible, terrible food. Safe to say that both men needed some help. Then one day, fate intervened. Both men were walking through the park, thinking about how to improve their business, when they bumped into each other. Hey, watch where you're going, Buster, said Dave. How did you know my name? Said Buster. I didn't, Buster, said Dave. This back and forth went for a while, until someone, no one knows who, threw a punch. Which led to another punch, which led to another punch. 
which led to the police being called, and Dave and Buster spent the night in an Ohio jail. While recovering from their injuries, they got to know each other and realized that maybe they could join forces to help each other out. If Dave could add his food to Buster's games, and Buster's games could make Dave's food more fun, maybe a partnership was possible. Once bailed out, they went to Dave's house, where they began to brainstorm a new business. One question that was asked, Dave asked how could he make his food more fun? Buster was stumped, but then, from seemingly out of nowhere, Dave's daughter came into the room and shouted, You should make square burgers, Daddy. Not now, Wendy, Dave said. However, Dave realized that square hamburgers sounded really fun. And that was the day that Dave Thomas came up with the idea for Wendy's, which he named after his daughter, who gave him the idea of square hamburgers. Buster, on the other hand, would slowly be phased out, though a few years later he would meet a Mr. James Appleby. But that's a different story for another time. This has been The Past Noise, and we'll be right back, right after this. The Current Noise is brought to you by Me Coffins. Started by two guys who take pride in taking the middleman out of Big Coffin, Me Coffins can help you choose the perfect coffin, right in the privacy of your own home. Sign up today and get a personalized shipment of coffins sent to your front door for a low monthly rate, shipping not included. Each coffin is selected especially for you by one of our certified coffiniers. You can rest assured that our coffins are purchased directly from small family coffin makers. And every coffin has a 100-day risk-free trial, so if you change your mind, just send it right back. Shipping is not included. Choose from beautiful options like cherry wood, black walnut, Simpsons wallpaper, brushed stainless steel, antique wrought iron, and more. We've got a glass coffin if you want to look like Snow White at your funeral, or a concrete coffin if you're really, really paranoid about grave robbers. Go to MeCoffins.com and click the microphone to get 40% off your first coffin. MeCoffins. We can't emphasize enough that shipping isn't included. Welcome back. Planet Earth 2 was recently released on Netflix, showcasing incredible technological advances that are allowing us to get more up close and personal with nature than ever before. One startling example came while filming the migration of the red crabs of Christmas Island during their annual march to the sea. Breakthroughs in audio technology allowed filmmakers to discover that the creatures were actually singing to one another as they went along their sacred journey. Now we can experience the haunting and beautiful song of the red crabs of Christmas Island, a sound barely ever heard by human ears. Take a listen. Check it out on Netflix for more. So our last segment comes from our newest contributor, 75-year-old Gil Schwartz, and he's got something 
to complain about. Hello, I'm Gil Schwartz. When you get to be my age, you go to the doctor a lot. And I've learned a very important lesson with all of my visits. All doctors are quacks. I know my body better than anyone. It's my body after all. Just because you read some book and wear a white coat, you know everything about me? Please, earlier this week, I saw my doctor because of chest congestion. After a physical examination, my doctor said she wanted to order some x-rays just to make sure I didn't have pneumonia or anything. So she brings me these x-rays of my insides. And wouldn't you believe it, it was a picture of a skeleton. This came as shocking news to me because I feel like I would remember having swallowed a whole skeleton. Now, before you jump down my throat and call me some sort of liar, I admit, I swallow stuff all the time. Everyone knows I'll eat anything that's put in front of me, whether dared to or not. I've swallowed candy left on the ground, a peppermint covered in black ants, even chicken wings from the trash, bone and all. But I still don't recall ever swallowing an entire skeleton. Skeletons are spooky Halloween creatures, so how did one of those get inside of me? How? So I asked my doctor how she was sure this was an entire skeleton and not some random bones or a skull that perhaps got mixed into one of my meals. Like a crazy person, she told me, No, all humans are born with skeletons inside of them already. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, right. There's no way the skeleton inside of me right now would fit inside of Baby Gill. I'm too big. So she said, well, Mr. Schwartz, skeletons grow as you grow. Ha! Do I look and sound like a fool? I'm a learned man. <laughs> In order to teach me and prove to me that I am a skeleton, my doctor had her assistant x-ray all the bones in my body, correctly identifying 206 bones in me. She looked me in the eye and said, this should prove to me that we all have skeletons inside of us once and for all. Well, guess what, Doc? You might be a loon, but I'm not a creepy Halloween creature. Look, I know our bodies turn into spooky skeleton monsters after we die. And as far as I know, I'm not dead yet. Still, none of this explained how this skeleton ended up inside of me. At this point, my doctor suggested the only other way the bones could have ended up inside of you were if they entered through your rectum. What poppycock was this? I think I definitely remember if I sat on a skeleton hard enough to force it inside me. I sit on a lot of things, but scary skeletons are not things I sit on. So here I am, a mysterious skeleton and no answers. How did these bones get inside of me? No one I ask seems to be able to help me. And I ask everyone I see on the street. <sighs> we need to get out and vote to fix the healthcare system and get some doctors working who know what they are talking about and aren't some stone-cold quacks like my doctor. That way, someone can help me get to the bottom of how this skeleton got inside of me, find out to whom the skeleton belonged, and help me pay for the very expensive 207 x-rays I got in one trip. Those apparently aren't free. And by the way, I'm fine. This has been The Current Noise. Top stories and past noise written and produced by Matt Wasson. 
The Crabs of Easter Island, written by Becca Shaw and performed by everyone I mentioned up top. Gil Schwartz, written by Diego Martinez and performed by Eli Itzkowitz. Me Coffins, written by Becca Shaw. We'll see you next week.